This is the Midlife Motorheads Podcast. Listen in as we talk about our automotive adventures in the shop, on the road, and at the track. So climb on in, tighten those belts, and let's go for a ride. We are the Midlife Motorheads. And now, broadcasting from Motorhead Central, somewhere in the Carolinas, is the hosts of the show, Gene and Trotty. All right, everyone, welcome to the Midlife Motorhead Podcast. We are back. It's a new year. We have a long list of things to do. Uh, Gene came down to the South Shop this weekend so we can work on the race car. Um, it's been quite a few months since we've been able to do that. Um, we got a good bit done, but it doesn't look like we did anything. Gene, glad you came down. <clears throat> yeah, Trotty, and thanks for the obligatory apology that we haven't been on a podcast in a long time. <laughs> it's uh, Our lives are busy, but um, we're back on the road to Daytona. Yes, we are. Unfortunately, it's like three weeks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're going to get there. Uh, it's eh, a little, eh, maybe four weeks. I don't yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. But, um, you know, with the COVID race being, well, the race being canceled because of COVID in 2020, if we make this race, that'll be like two in a row, right? Can we fake yeah. it and say two in a row? Yeah, I guess we could. Yeah. But um, we're, we're real uh, excited about the possibility of getting back there. But a different car in the same package, right? So it looks like from... Uh, from the curb or the stands or the, I don't know, the gas station when we pull up on the way down, uh, we always seem to draw a crowd and the cops. The cops want to look at our Crown Vic, oh, they right? Love it. They love the Crown Vic. Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite car when I was a patrolman. You know, you always hear that stuff. Yeah. So that's it's always fun though, and um, a little disconcerting when the man's following you around a little bit. But they always want to stop us and, and talk about the car, which which is a lot of fun. It so, is a lot of fun. <clears throat> Um, it'll still be the, the blue, right? Yep. We're going to keep the same livery yeah, um, because it's already there. <laughs> it's it's cheaper to wash it than paint it. And, you know, uh, let's talk about delivery a little bit. Everyone thinks, oh, you know, you're, you're doing the, um, the Porsche Golf livery. But just to remind everyone, I think the... Uh, the GT40 was in the Golf livery before the Porsche. At least that's the way I want to remember it. Yep. And... Um, it's um, it's not a petty blue, right? No. Nope. It's uh, it's what Bob had in the paint booth blue, right? So it's whatever <laughs> Bob had that day that he painted for us, and uh, as you mentioned, it, it'd be um, be a lot easier just to wash it. Yeah, we do have a lot of uh, Daytona road debris marks all over the front of that car. All the rubber that came off of the 120 something cars were in that race last time we were there. Yeah, so it's it's got a few battle scars. But. It's got a few battle scars, and um, don't forget that, that we did take it to a lemons race after Daytona, right? Yep. So that was right there in Kershaw. That was um that was interesting. Yep, Kershaw, South Carolina, uh, Carolina's Motorsports Park, right off right. of uh, I twenty uh, in Camden, South Carolina. But yeah. it's um it's filthy, so we got to got to get it cleaned up in that regard. But are we going to make it? You think we're going to make it? What's the bet? I would say 90% no. <laughs> yeah. Well, the wives are certainly telling us we'll never make it, right? 
Yeah. I guess it's what they're for. Oh, you're never going to do this. But yeah. they didn't think we'd go to Daytona, Daytona to begin with the first time. So That's right. It's a possibility. But I think it's only two or three weeks after Daytona is the Charlotte race with Champ Car. Right. Uh, yeah. We haven't been there on the track driving the car. We volunteered there a few years ago. Um, so we kind of know the layout. Um, I would really like to do the, to do that race simply because it's close to home. Yeah, the closest NASCAR track to us, and right. uh, the, the the good folks at Champ are going to run it again this year, and we're we're pretty excited, and would like yeah. to. We could if we could do both races would would be yeah, fun. That'd be but great. Also on the schedule that Champ Car added is Carolina Motorsports Park, and that is very close to us. Now it's not a super speedway, um, but we know that course very well. Yeah. And before we move on in this conversation, I, I definitely want to mention that Randy Probst has still not answered my email. So, you know, what, what, what do you got to do for a guy, right? So, yeah. come hey, on, man, Randy, come drive our race car. So. Right. And we know you've, you've driven Crown Vicks on the racetrack before because we've watched the videos. So. Yes. And but you uh, haven't driven ours. Yeah. So we're going back more power, right? Yep. We uh, have the four valve uh, Ford 4.6. Lincoln Motor. Yep, it's the Lincoln Motor. So we're we're basically turning our Crown Vic into a marauder. Mercury Marauder of the two thousand three two thousand four. Um, they're basically the same thing. So um, it's a great platform. Uh, we don't know what it's going to be. We don't. We have no idea. I, I think it's going to be a completely different car with this four valve motor. And we rebuilt the rear end that that took us out of the the Daytona race two years ago. For about two and a half hours as we repaired that. So we're, we're not going to have that. Um, Brand new uh, transmission. Transmission, six-speed <clears throat> transmission. Uh, I think it's good for like 700 foot-pounds of torque and 8,000 RPMs. We will never get anywhere close to that. So yeah. I think we'll be good on the transmission. Yeah. It's probably important for, for folks that are not in um, not familiar with endurance racing, especially at the level that we're doing this amateur level transmissions seem to be the weak link in most yes. cars. And, uh, we've, we've kind of worked around that by putting this, this Tremec in there. So, yeah. And uh, it was available. The, the T56 was available in the, uh, Mustangs. I don't remember the years, maybe 2000 or so early 2000, late nineties, yeah. early 2000 T56 transmissions were available for the Mustangs. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot better than what we had. We've already bro- broken three transmissions. We've had help. Oh, yeah, we had help. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. But all in all, I just hope we can get to, to Daytona. Speaking of Daytona, did you see the Daytona 500? I did. I did. And you know what? It, it, it was fun for me, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I think NASCAR has lost a little of its luster over the years. And, you know, they've gotten very political and they're trying, you know, they've got an agenda about a, diff- a few different things. But, you know, I'm watching a race and uh, it kind of took me back a, a bit, right? I think it was like 1998 or 99. I was watching and um, saw Wally Dallenbach take the lead. But it was, you know, it was pit stops, right? So they're... <laughs> Uh, he stayed out and, and I think led a lap or something like that. And, um, uh, having met Wally, know Wally just a little bit, it was kind of wa- fun watching that, but, and the closing laps of this year's 500, mm-hmm. I'm watching, uh, Michael McDowell and I see that, you know, Hey, he might do this. And it's interesting because I was uh, very fortunate to meet Michael a couple of years ago. And, um, just a quick story. I, I think it's, it's neat in that 
he's just a regular guy, just a really cool guy. You know, the brief time I was around him, you could see that he was a family man. Uh, you know, I know he's, uh, he believes in God and, and that, that kind of stuff. So he's got his, you know, his uh, religion, which is, is nice. But uh, I interested a, a Craigslist ad. You know, you'll remember I was buying and selling Porsche wheels a couple mm-hmm. of years ago at a pretty brisk pace, and uh, I um, saw a set of wheels that I thought looked pretty good, and uh, called the number. And, and a couple of days later, the guy gets back to me, and you know, come on and and, and buy them. So I drove her to a nice little neighborhood outside of uh, Lake Lake Norman, North Carolina, and um, you know, there he was, and I, I think he has one or two daughters around, but you know, we. Uh, threw the wheels in the back of my truck and and I asked him I said so um, uh, at this point I had no idea who he was and I asked him I said so I noticed you've got a Phoenix um, um, cell phone number and he said yeah I used to live there until recently I go oh I said I was just in Phoenix and he said for what and I said I was at the Bondurant school mm-hmm. he goes yeah I used to instruct at the Bondurant school I'm like really <laughs> And then, uh, you know, it was kind of interesting. And we talked about a couple of the instructors and, you know, he knew them very well. And, and uh, we went on a, a, in, in the conversation and it, it was very clear to me that, you know, he had, he had some sort of motorsports background. And uh, I looked at him and like, it's one of those super embarrassing moments, you know, to be in if you're the person speaking or the person hearing this. I'm like, well, what do you, what do, you do for a living? He says, I'm a NASCAR driver. And I'm like, really? <laughs> What, what series? Because, I mean, a couple of years ago, he was not that well-known. And uh, he said, uh, oh, Cup. I go, really? Who do you drive for? <laughs> and he tells me, and I'm like, why don't I know you? And I'm thinking, oh, my God, that came out of my mouth. <laughs> he says, I don't, I don't know why you don't know me. So he walks in the house, and he comes out, and he had a bunch of hero cards and some other memorabilia that he, he signed and gave to me, but just a really super, super guy. So. Yeah. As I'm watching the closing stages of the, the Daytona 500, I'm thinking, he could do this. Mm-hmm. If uh, those guys up front start to get a little scrappy, he's in perfect position. And I, I saw a couple of headlines where it was a very popular uh, winner among the drivers as yeah. well. Uh, he's certainly, Michael's put his time in, you know, um, doesn't finish up front that often. And, uh, you know, he paid his dues and uh, well-deserved win. So, um, he'll probably never hear this, but uh, I think it was, uh, you know, kind of that Cinderella story. It there's was, there's it was, no doubt. Congratulations yeah. to to Michael McDowell, and he's been around for uh, several years now. And and like you said, you know, you've always got the winners. <clears throat> yep. Then you have the rest of the field. Yeah. So, and he's always been part of the rest of the field. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy that he that he pulled this off and, yeah. and he was in great position. Yeah. Um, and you know you know Charlie li- living where I do uh, every once in a while I'll come across a driver who um, you know not top ten guy somewhere you know making up mm-hmm. the, the I don't want to say back of the field but you know they're they're not well known and and those kinds of things and and they may not even be driving currently, but, mm-hmm. but just let, let that chip on their shoulder, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's unfortunate, but you never would have known it. And if I had not asked him, Hey man, what do you do for a living? I never would have known. Yeah. I never would yeah. have known. So that's very cool. Very cool guy. What do you think about NASCAR running the Daytona 500 road course? I mean, that's basically the same course except for the front chicane. Yeah. That's the same road course that we run in the champ car. 
What do you think about the NASCAR drivers? Really? I think they're faster than we are. Mm. <laughs> um, I think they're a lot faster than we yeah, are. Yeah, they are a lot faster. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I'm always been a road course guy. Mm-hmm. The uh, although it's a very brief uh, circle track stint. Um, I, I think turning left and turning right. Shifting gears, I think it's all important. It seems to me that there's kind of a mixed bag with the drivers from the interviews that I've seen. Uh, I think, I think the guys kind of like it though. You know, yeah, you don't have that high speed draft, but um, but I think they enjoy the the mixing it up on the road course. And honestly, I mean, I can't say for all the fans that enjoy it, but it's obviously becoming more popular because they keep adding more road course style uh, tracks on the series. So the, the, the uh, detractors of uh, circle track, you know, whatever you want to call it, racing, NASCAR racing from your, you know, over the years have always been, Oh, it's touch the brakes, turn left, Mm -hmm. you know? And, and it's so much more than that. Uh, If you're on a short track, intermediate track, or even the, the, the super speedways, and it takes too long to explain that. But if they're running a road course, everyone gets it. Yeah. And and they're getting more um, easier to drive on the road courses with the, uh, the the transmissions that they use, the clutchless transmissions. I remember back in the, I guess it was like the probably early 90s, they would always bring in the ringers. You know, Boris said and yeah. uh, what was the Australian or guy? Not Australian. I think he was New Zealand. Um, what was his name? Do you remember? He'd come over here. It'll come to me in a minute. Yeah. And, um, but they always bring the, he struggled, right? I mean, he was like, uh, you know, big time winner in Australian, uh, racing and got over here and and struggled a little bit. Yeah. But, um, but they, you know, now with the new transmissions, I mean, everybody's on an equal playing field now. So it's kind of cool. I I enjoy it. So. So let's talk about what we did yesterday. We finally got a chance to work on the race car after oh, months. Fif- I mean, it's been months. Just Fif- be- 15 straight hours, folks. 15 straight hours. Yep. And so, you know, we, we looked at the car. And it was kind of hard to remember where we even left off last time because it's been months. So we're looking at everything. We actually took a couple of pictures, uh, and we decided that we really need to get the engine running before we do any of the cosmetic stuff, we have to get this engine running. So, and to back up a second, the, the the reason that that is so daunting is we are putting an engine in the car that wasn't there before. Uh, we are we've stripped out a lot of the electronics. In fact, all of the electronics, all of it, yeah. <clears throat> and we've gone to a standalone system. So everything had to be wired. Right. Everything from the computer to every injector to the crank sensor to the cam sensor. To you know, the spark plugs, the ignition coils, all that stuff had to be wired from scratch. Right, basically we, just building a new harness. Yes. So I mean, mechanically, the engine went in pretty easily because it is the same size engine as what was in there. Right. It's just all the electronic parts. Um, so we're almost there, right? We're yeah. Almost there. I mean, we spent, like you said, fifteen hours of running wires, except for the uh, parts store. You went to the, you went to the parts store. Oh, yes. Yeah, we won't mention which one, but they're all the same. <laughs> Why? I hate a parts store. I, 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 you know, I just can't stand. I, Why? I, I, it, it's like you walk in, right? Yeah. And if you know what you want, it's yeah. a, this is even more of a, of, a, of a pain. You walk in and, I don't know, 
I, I need a bolt because it fell out of my muffler and you know it's it and you know exactly what you want. You know, I need a a quarter inch bolt, this pitch and this length. And you walk up and even with that information, what year is your car? What do you mean what year is my car? I just I need a bolt. Right. right? It's it's no matter what it is, I need a bolt. They're good for like I need you know, some kind of paste wax and a Christmas tree to hang from my rearview mirror. But other than that, I, I hate going to a park <laughs> store. And what's worse is dealership. You go to dealership, buy a part. Well, what, you know, they don't even ask you what years. What's the VIN? And for us, you know, the problem is, like we just said, here's a different motor from a different year, a transmission, you know, all this stuff that we're putting together. And, you know, I've, I've built a couple of other street cars and different things. And you, you, you've got this sort of Frankenstein thing and they want to know what year it is. They want to know what year and what size motor. Oh my God. And you know, and if it's flex fuel or not. And you're thinking, <laughs> at least for me, I'm standing there thinking, I got this Frankenstein car, right? So without watching the whole movie, you know, <laughs> just, I know what I need. You just give me this Why well, I've got to look it up. Oh, well, I need this. Just give I me need a, a bolt. I need yeah. a quarter inch bolt, two inches long. Right. <laughs> give me. I need a water pump for you know sixty eight Chevelle. I know whatever it is. It's right. just they they won't they can't do it. And yeah. it you know it's it used to be parts guys, and you remember this like when we were younger. You know when we were kids, you walk in a parts <laughs> store. Yeah. And the guy knew the whole story, knew the whole inventory. He would just look at you and go, "Oh, the blue car out there," and he knew he would just go get the part and bring it to you. Yeah. Now. It's like, oh, parts guys, they drive me crazy. Anyway, I'm glad you went because I couldn't do it. <laughs> couldn't do it again. Rock Auto, different story. Very different story. And it I know is. there you got to start with, you know, the year, make a model and everything, but they don't argue with you. No, they don't argue with you. That, that is one good thing. And they ship it to you. And if it's wrong, they, you ship it back, right? Yeah. So what did we do yesterday? 15 hours. We did all the wiring. We got that straight. Yep. We got exhaust left to do. I don't think exhaust can be that bad. Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first. So <laughs> we got exhaust. We we've got um, uh, cooling hoses to run. We've got to wire headlights. We got yeah, the headlights, tail lights, fuel fuel systems yeah, got to be yeah, plumbed. Yeah. What else we need to do? I don't know. I'm thinking we got another two day thrash before it runs another another 30 hours maybe another two 15 hour days well you know one of the big thing is hooking it to a computer to put a tune in it and start fighting all that you know yeah in theory you put the uh the bass tune in there the car should start immediately um but we don't know how that's gonna work out i mean we have triple checked every wire so i'm sure everything's wired correctly um but you you just don't know and then once the car fires up we have to check for you know leaks and all that kind of stuff yeah we, we did start with a junkyard motor yeah we did <laughs> we did i think we're i think we'll be okay with it though let's talk about caddies let's do an update on caddies so in november just before thanksgiving we decided to uh to try to get a little bit of track time because it's been close to a year and we took both our cadillacs to carolina motorsports speed motorsports uh, park motorsports park excuse me um just to do some hpde with great the fine, time with the fine folks from nasa yep 
Yeah, Ask Pro Racing. If you want to, if if you've never been on the track and and you're you've got a car, go talk go uh, NASA Pro Racing. Yeah, NASA Pro Racing, and then they have the different regions. Our region yep, is the out. southeast region, so um, with Jim Pantis and Julie, um, they they put on a good show. I was I was pretty comfortable. I was a little aggressive with my car. Uh, I was trying to keep catch you is what it was. Let's just say that <laughs> make you feel good. <laughs> but I was a little bit aggressive on the brakes. I'm used to the the Crown Vic with the big brakes that we have on it, and I actually boiled the fluid and um, I went off track a couple of times. But um, so I kind of try to calm down a little bit and just carry some speed in the corners. And the brake problem kind of went away. A lot of fun, though. The only thing is we took stock cars uh, to the track. And I didn't really realize it until I went off that last time into the sand pit. It kind of scared me a little bit. Because I'm just in the standard three-point harness. The factory harness. Right. Seat belt. So... I want to put roll bars and, and race seats and harnesses in there with a Hans device. Yeah. And when you ran off the track, you, you were, why did you do that? I mean, you were running 108 miles an hour, yeah. 109 miles an hour. And, and what happened? I was chasing a group of cars. Oh, so let's just call that managing traffic. I was, yeah, I was, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't mad. Yeah, I was, I was. Chasing the cars, and again, I was a little bit too aggressive going into that that high speed turn, and my closing rate was pretty fast. Yeah. So, folks, here's what it, here's my perspective. I look at my rearview mirror, and here he comes. I'm going, oh my god, he's got too much steam. And then I look out the left window, and he's passing me in the gravel. In the gravel. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, I was approaching too fast, and I'm not gonna lie, man, I panicked. I did the worst mistake you could do. You lift, I lifted in the turn. Yeah. Do not lift on the accelerator in the turn. Back end got around, and I couldn't catch it. Yeah. So as you so, mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna put harness bars in the car, uh, a, a loop, and uh, a harness bar. It'll get us racing seats in the car. Yep. And uh, Safety margins increased uh, yeah. a lot. These um, these Cadillacs, they're, they're Gen One, six liter engines, six speed transmissions, posi rear ends, Brembo brakes. They come that way from the from the yeah, uh, it's great, it's a great platform. from the factory. They're uh, a real bargain, and uh, we pushed them really hard. Yep. And um, they'll take a, they'll take a beating. Yes, but we just you know we want to have uh, the um, six point harness in the car and. Um, and uh, race seats, and just give us a little more peace of mind. So, right. I'm still in HPDE. I would like to progress to time trials. Yep. Um, we do the door to door racing with the Champ Car and the Crown Vic. I don't really want to do door to door in the the Cadillacs. I like the time trials. You're yep. basically racing against the clock. Yeah. Um, putting down your your fastest lap, smooth. You know, and, and that's what I want to do with the Cadillac. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Man, what about your 968? You've been working on it at all? Oh, God, we seem, we came so close. So um, the car's ready to fire. We And, and again, 968, it's a, a turbo conversion. It's a car I've been working on for about eight years. And um, ready to fire it up. 
and could not get an RPM signal. So I traced it to a uh, crank sensor that was never replaced, bought a new one. I've got to get it put in, and um, I anticipate that I'll have an RPM signal and the car should start. So that's kind of where we are with that. But, um, you know, life goes on, and, you know, here I am. I spent this weekend messing with a Crown Vic slash Marauder. I appreciate you coming down. Yeah, well, it's all about seat time. We we got to get the car on the track and get some more seat time, and you know the the nine sixty eight can wait. The garage queen can wait. <laughs> That's a pretty car, man. It's gonna be beautiful when it's done. Yeah, I mean it's beautiful now. So yeah, but now I, it's just I garage art. <laughs> it's not yeah. a car. That's right. I can't wait to drive it. Oh yeah, we can wait for that. <laughs> Very cool. We have a long list of things to do. Uh, you know, the J-O-B keeps us pretty busy. Um, making money to throw at this uh, habit that we have. <laughs> yeah. So follow us on Instagram. We'll, we'll throw a couple pictures up there of uh, of the car and, and uh, how the uh, the Crown Vic is, is coming along and, and some of our other, you know, Cadillacs and different things like that. I'm sure. going to throw a picture of the 968 up there. Yeah, just do that too. Yeah. yeah, do that. So you can go to the main website. We have a, a, a link there that if you want to send us an email, uh, have any questions, comments, uh, we, we'd love to hear from you guys. And guests. I mean, if you want to be on the show, if yeah. you've got a, a significant car you want to talk about, you're doing something a little bit differently, look at uh, midlifemotorheads.com. Um, you can see what some other guests have been. Yep. Um, love to have guests. John Darby from NASCAR. That was kind of a cool. That was very cool. Cool thing. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Jeff Coe, 968. Yeah. My um, my sister recently found us. She finally found the podcast, and she said, Jeff Coe's excellent. She goes, for an interviewer, it must be great to have someone who can just talk and talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff did a great job. He did. He's uh, he's extremely knowledgeable in that car. All right, guys. Thanks so much. We will talk to you soon. Thank you for downloading and subscribing to the Midlife Motorhead Podcast. Make sure to check out our main website at midlifemotorheads.com and all our social outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.